Welcome to the Forever 31 Podcast. I am your host, Lady B. We are in season three. Season three is here. Baby, season three is here. I am so excited. I am elated that we have made it all the way to season three. Season one was our intro, and we came, we introduced ourselves, we had some of my closest friends on board to kind of chit-chat with you. Season two, I focused real heavy on empowerment. I really wanted that se- that season to be something that inspired you, something that helped you, something that was able to have you reconsider your value your self-worth and let you know that you are somebody right but baby this season right here this season is all about love we are going to talk about love there's so many ways that we can go with this topic but today in particular we're talking about love and happiness love and happiness did you hear Al Green did you hear it yeah you did So I want you to stick around with me to listen to this full episode. Check me out and let's hear what I have to say about love and happiness. You ready? Let's do it. finally here. I am so excited about this season. Um, It's been such a pleasure to sit here in front of you all and just have a conversation. And really, I don't even know if I can have a call it a conversation because you're not talking back to me. I can't see you. You can't see me. Uh, But I'm so happy that you all have been here rocking with me, um, that you've been here to try and hear what it is that I have to say. You've been receiving it. And I trust that you've been able to make this life application for you um, to this season and we're focusing heavy on love. But before I get into that, I just want to say thank you to those that have been rocking with us uh, from all around the world. Thank you. Um, I do this for you. I do this for to be able to pour something into you and let you know that you matter. Um, whatever topic we discuss, that's the goal. So I appreciate you saying I want to be a part of her journey. And then if you're new here, welcome. Welcome to the Forever 31 Podcast. I'm Lady B, and so I take you on this journey. And like I said, this season we're talking about love, and and particularly this topic. Uh, Today's episode is love and happiness. So I hope I say something today that will help you and have you something to think about. So having said all of that, let's jump right in. Love and happiness, right? And that is something you can go so many ways with. But you know, if you've been around listening for a while, that I know that I can't know where I'm going unless I know where I'm coming from. So we're going to start with talking about love. And I don't want to define love according to the dictionary, not just yet. But when you think about love, what do you generally think about? What does love really mean to you in its most thoughtful way? And so I wanted to give you some of that from when I think about love, when I think about happiness, how that relates to me. Love is music. Love is your favorite melody that you can't get out of your head. You know what I'm talking about? That's that's what love is. Love is music. The favorite melody that you can't get out of your head. Love is a cool breeze. 
tickling and caressing your skin on a warm spring day. Yeah. Love is a smile. It is a warm, bright smile that satisfies and soothes the soul. Love is an anchor. It is strong. It is solid. It is committed, right? And so when we think about love in those terms, with love being music, uh, I'm not talking about a tune that sticks in your head that like Baby Shark or <laughs> some other song that's annoying that you can't get out. But this is your favorite song, the song that you can have on repeat over and over again. That's what love is. Or love is also that cool breeze on a spring day when the temperature is just right. And you walk outside and you just feel that breeze caress the hairs on your skin and makes you feel so beautiful and so appreciative of the day and the joy that it brings. And love is also a smile. It is a smile that wraps you up and really soothes your soul, warms your soul. Love is an anchor. It is committed. When you think of an anchor, its its sole purpose is to keep something in place, to keep it strong, to be a strong source and sense of stability. And that's what love is. So now that we've talked about some metaphors around love, let's jump in and talk about happiness, right? Happiness is joy. It's the type of joy that you feel when you hear children playing on the playground. Happiness is slow. It is not rushed. It operates on its own time and it settles in right there, right? Happiness is peace. It's not busy. It's not overwhelmed or overly uh, engaged. It focuses in on the moment. And when we think about these things with happiness, right? Happiness and hearing the laughter and the joy of children running and playing on that playground, it brings you a smile to your face. It brings joy to your heart. And with happiness being slow, sometimes you feel like You'll find happiness when things uh, keep going fast and rush, but happiness is slow. It settles in right on the moment and it's not rushed, right? That's when you can truly appreciate happiness. Happiness is peace. Sometimes we do so much and we feel like if we're overly engaged, if we do to, if we do a whole lot, that that would bring us peace. But that's not the case with happiness. Happiness is peace, right? It's not overwhelmed. It's not overly engaged. It also focuses on the moment. So when we think about love and happiness in terms of a relationship, And particularly today, we're going to talk in the sense of marriages. That is the point of view that I am able to speak from. And so we're going to talk about that. So when we talk about love and happiness in the sense of marriages, uh, you must understand that these two concepts, these two principles are foundational in a marriage. Foundational. There's no argument. I'm not asking you, what do you think about it? Because it is what it is. Those two principles, love and happiness, are found 
foundational, based on the metaphors that I just described, they are foundational principles in order to have a successful marriage. Why you say that? Let me just say this. If you don't know how to love yourself or how to find the love within yourself, it will be impossible for you to be able to love someone else. Impossible. Right? Let me say that again. If you don't know how to find love within yourself, or if you do not love yourself, it will be impossible for you to be able to love someone else. I'll tell you why. Um, if I come from the biblical principles, um, you know that I am faith-based. And so for me, uh, we a lot of what I share are laced with my background and, and with my faith. And so Leviticus 19 and 18 teaches us uh, one of the greatest commandments, right? The second greatest commandment that the Lord gave. It's not uh, don't lie, don't kill, don't steal. You would think out of everything that the Lord could have chosen for us to be able to have at our feet for the greatest commandments, that it wouldn't be this, but it is, right? And so according to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, it tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves, okay? To love your neighbor as yourself in today's episode. Your neighbor is going to be your spouse or your partner, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. So that word as stands out to me because that means according to how, right? Or or um, in a way that you or similarly to, right? So in this instance, we're saying love your partner, love your spouse the same way you love yourself, or the same way uh, that you love someone else. You cannot engage with them properly if you do not love yourself. It's impossible. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, I share in the last season, and maybe the first season as well, there was a gentleman that I was dating, the one prior to my spouse, and this was the longest relationship that I had been in. This was the gentleman that I thought was the one, right? And so we had been together for maybe a year and a half, maybe two, and we were moving well. We both had good heads on our shoulders. Obviously, I was working, had my own place. I was in school, and he was also getting ready to graduate from college um, as a commissioned officer and he uh, in the military, right? And so once he graduated, um, we had been dating again, and it was pretty serious. And uh, once he graduated, he had he was uh, sent to or assigned to his various duty stations coming out, right? And even when he was apart from me, he made sure that he showed different ways to show me that he cared, right? Whether that was monetary to pay for, you know, the charges for long distance calls, right? And if you know anything, if you're an 80s baby, maybe early 90s baby, you know about long distance charges. It's not like it is now. So he would send funds for that or send, just surprise me with a card that had money in it through the mail, uh, but that had money in it for me to just go spend, just to go do some different things, fly me out to come see him, those sorts of things. And so by doing some of those, uh, and then, you know, in the beginning of the relationship, it just felt like this person valued me and felt like this individual loved and cared for me. Um, but 
as I look back, I find um, that I didn't really love him. I just had a strong sense of emotion for him or strong feelings of love, but not love. I'm going to tell you why. As we started out the relationship, like I said, everything was all good. But as we continued a bit deeper, he found a way to uh, to pawn on my flaws, right? And to make them in the forefront, things that he deemed as flaws. Uh, maybe I was having a skin breakout and he would come for me. What's wrong with your face? Or don't walk beside me because your face is whatever. Or he may not have liked what I wore um, at the time and would make me walk behind him as to not embarrass him um, when he was moving forward or, you know, different things like that. And the more someone does that to you, it messes with your psyche, right? Especially if you're at a young age, it messes with your psyche, it messes with your mental, your mental state, and it causes you to lose, lose self-esteem in yourself, right? Um, coming into that, I knew who I was and I was fairly confident, right? Uh, and I say that because with my girls, with the crew that I was uh, with, when we hung out, when we went out just a night on the town and we're just driving uh, to the beach and things like that, best believe B was going to be the one that ended up having someone's number, n- telephone number, whether solicited or unsolicited, right? Um, and it wasn't because I was the finest thing in the room. Um, I wasn't. Um, it wasn't because I had the best sense of fashion. I did not. I had no sense of fashion back then, t- to be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't for any of those things, but I knew, I knew how to work what I had, right? And I was confident with it. And I don't mean that in the physical. What I mean is I knew how to engage and have dialogue. I knew how to spit game when necessary. Mm -hmm. I knew how to flirt and turn it on or off. So there were different things that I knew how to utilize uh, to be able to show uh, what I thought was my value. So I came in confident into this relationship. But as the relationship continued on, I found myself uh, diminishing further and further. And I no longer knew who I was. Um, and so therefore, I, as I diminished in who I was and my self-esteem, that means I'm no longer loving myself. Um, and as I'm not loving myself, that means I'm no longer loving him. And as he and I continued in this relationship, there came a place where we kind of just broke off, but it didn't, it wasn't officially broken off. It just, he basically ghosted me before ghosted, the term was a thing. Um, and he called me out of the blue and he was coming into town and he wanted to see me. And I guess that was in his mind, his way of, you know, closing this thing off. And when he came to my house, um, he, you know, I picked him up from the airport, in fact, and we went to my house and he was there for maybe 10 minutes. And one of the things he did to show you, and I'm sharing this to show you how he didn't even have value in me. Um, one of the things he did was he brought this photo album and our thing was um, back then, again, 80s baby, um, I used to keep a photo uh, book, right? A, a photo album. And I would take these Polaroids of him and us, or I would go and get the film made. And there were various moments. Someday we'd just be capturing a content, 
before we knew content was a thing, but we'd just be capturing pictures just to have the moments there. And so I had this big photo album. And when people asked me about them, I was so excited to show them my photo album, you know. Um, and so he decided to bring with him a photo album, but it wasn't me. It was another young lady that he had started a relationship with. Right. And so I'm looking through this book and this is my first time even knowing that he was with someone else. Um, and then I'm looking through this book and I'm seeing all these experiences that they had together. I think they had been to Hawaii. You know, he had pictures of them kissing and all these sorts of things. And it's just like, this is my first time talking to you in months. We, we, I guess we separated, but I didn't know it was official. And without worrying about how this would make me feel, this is the way that you bring this to me. No sense of value for someone that I thought I loved, for someone that I thought had uh, love for me, right? So in that day, it showed me that this is it. This is where it ends. And it was painful right? Heartbreaking to look at that. I did not allow him to see the heartbreak that day. I just looked through it, crying desperately on the inside, but my big girl face on the outside and, oh, this is nice. Oh, I'm happy for you sort of thing, right? You know how we do. Um, And did that set him off on his way, but ooh, when he left, that was a whole nother story. Um, but anyway, I said all of this to say, um, after officially ending things with him, not long after that is when I met my current husband, then boyfriend, right? And that was over 18 years ago when I met him. And so when I began to meet this gentleman, my husband, of course, after the breakup with the latter uh, I, or the former, I was in a place of pain, right? So I had to learn how to heal. And so I took that time out to do that. I had sense enough to know that I couldn't get into another relationship broken, right? I had sense enough to know that um, I needed to be in a place where um, I wanted to be with another guy. I wanted to try again, but I didn't want to bring him all the drama from my last relationship. So I had to find a way to be able to heal. And so I started doing those things, right? But even as I started doing that, when I met my husband, then boyfriend, he began to pour into me and remind me of who I was without even knowing how broken I was, right? Um, By telling me, how attractive he found me over and over again, consistently sharing that. Um, by sharing uh, without end and as a man at this time, I wasn't used to a man being so verbal about his emotions and really letting me know this is how I feel. Like there was no room for gray, right? Um, so he need, he did that. And then he was able to uh, tell me how much he loved my fashion. Same sense of fashion that last gentleman told me was horrible, but this guy is in love with. And so I began to find myself and develop myself more and more and more. And then as I begin to love myself again, I am able to love my husband, then boyfriend, so much in a way that I had never experienced before. 
never experienced before because in that way, it allowed me to undeniably, uh, unwavering show him the type of love because of what I, not only because of what I was, was receiving from him and what he was pouring into me, but because of how I felt about myself. And now as I am getting older, early twenties, and I'm learning how to appreciate what I bring to the table, I'm learning how to love myself. Okay. So I wanted to share that to show, um, again, as I look back, I'm reminded of how I didn't appreciate myself with the other gentleman. I did not value myself and I lost my sense of self-worth. Um, and so in doing that, I understand that if he and I would have gotten married, there would not have been any true love. There would not have been any happiness there. I would have always been questioning myself, trying to figure out if, if he truly found whether or not I was enough for him. And so therefore, I say to you, if you do not love yourself, mm-hmm, let's bring it home. If you do not love yourself, you cannot love your spouse wholeheartedly. You cannot. Maybe you've been married and you've lost it along the way. It happens. Um, it could be a variety of reasons, whether your spouse is consistently being negative to you or speaking in a negative manner to you or um, whatever that may look like. Maybe you've gained weight, whether that's a him or her. Um, there could be various nuances that's caused you along the way to, to cause you to not love yourself. It's not too late. It's really not too late for you to be able to go back and understand your true value and your self-worth. And you might be like, well, how do I do that? Well, season two was spent on nothing but helpful hints, tips and tricks showing you how to do that. I define that by telling you how to level up. Um, I define that by telling you how to own the room. I define that by really just sharing with you how it feels when you're unpowered and how to get that power back, right? So go back. I, I encourage you to go back and check out some of those episodes from that season because it will allow you to really do the work to understand how to love yourself. And once you're able to do that, you're able to go back and really truly pour the love onto your partner or onto your spouse the way that not only you deserve, but they deserve as well. Um, so I want to be able to close out there. I hope that this episode is something that you found valuable. I hope that uh, something that I said was able to, that you're able to be able to pull out, especially in that life story. Maybe you have a, a, a similar scenario or a life situation that you've gone through. That's, that's just like that. Listen. Thank you so much for listening for today's episode. Uh, if you haven't found me on social media yet, stay tuned for the outro. Listen to it. Check me out. Find me on social media. And I'm also doing some coaching so you can find me. Uh, check out my website for more information on my packages. I have some new changes coming, new program designs. So I cannot wait to share those with you and new niche hint, hint. So there's some new things coming and I can't wait to share those things with you all. Thank you so much. Don't forget to share this episode. Don't forget to share the pod. Make sure you are 
not only subscribing or following the episode, but download it. Um, that helps us with our streams. It helps us with our metrics. And it also helps us with engagement. So thank you so much for today. And I can't wait to give you the next episode. Remember to live life with passion and compassion. Until next time. You've been listening to the Forever 31 podcast with Lady B. Hit her up at Lady B at forever-31.com. Find us on our website, thebernadettecosby.com. That's spelled T-H-E-B-E-R-N-A-D-E-T-T-E-C-O-S-B-Y.com. Find us on Facebook. Also follow us on Instagram at the Bernadette Cosby, all one word. Don't forget to rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, live life with passion and compassion.